Cinda Williams here, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of the PPC Podcast. We all have multiple identities in a lifetime. I'm trying to figure out mine right now. And on that note, let's get on with it. knew what I wanted to be when I was a kid. No questions asked. I knew I wanted to be a singer. I knew I wanted to be an actress. And that is all I cared about. That is what I put my mind to. That is what I worked my tail off for, was to be an entertainer. But I also grew up in the church. And so serving people was a huge part of my need. I needed to help others. So singing and acting, while a wonderful way to entertain and sometimes move people, it wasn't enough. So I had to evolve if I wanted to get to the point where I felt like I was really helping others. And I have to admit, I didn't didn't really want to change because I really enjoyed the whole process of just being an actress. Literally, I mean, I'm home, I might get a call, I get an audition, I learn the lines, I go do it, I come home, I have fun, I hang out with my friends, I do whatever I want to, I make a living at that, and I loved it. But there was more in this life for me. There was so much more I needed to do that I had to grow. I had to evolve into a mother, into a teacher, into a writer, and now into a podcaster and an MC. Well, I wrote a song about it called Under the Lights. It's the song about how doing my thing makes me so happy and I miss it. But I know that in order for me to truly be who I am with a fullness, I needed to do more. My friend, actor, writer, filmmaker, and owner of Various Artists TV, Omar McClinton, joins me in a conversation about this very subject after Under the Lights. I have been so fortunate to know who I am. So many people don't have a clue. They're just, they're just lost. But, but I was given a clear picture of who I am and what I wanted to be right from the beginning. Sometimes I look around, don't know where to be found. How have I gotten so lost? Been a long time away, I cannot count the days. Was it worth the cost? I feel so out of place This long road I have faced So lonely and so blue I miss the way I feel All lit up and fulfilled When I stand on you I belong on the stage right under the mic Under the spotlight Some way, brighten our day, and to your life. I feel home singing. I 
Welcome to PPC Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you very much for having me here. I am so excited to do this interview because I've known you for quite a long time. I think I've known you maybe 21, 22 years now. It's about 20, yeah, it's 20 something, 20 plus. Right, because yeah. I know it was like maybe a couple of years before my daughter was born. And that's that's how I kind of measure time with all my friends now <laughs> is when you came on board, before or after Sophia. So... I, um, you've been in entertainment and the film world for, for quite some time. And actually, aren't you from Chicago? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, South Side Chicago, born and raised. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing this for, you know, a little over 30 years. Wow. So, so we kind of had the same trajectory. I mean, I did go through, I had to make a stop in Indiana, but you went from Chicago to LA back to Chicago, right? And then now I'm down here in Florida. Oh, you're in Florida. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you moved. Wow. Yep. Lucky you down in the warmth. <laughs> that is so cool. So tell me, um, just give me a little bit of a, a 
a hello to your childhood. Who were you growing up? Oh man, who was I growing up? Um, I think the the basic story is kind of like everybody else. You know, um, mother was a single mom. She was young when she had me. You know, so we struggled quite a bit. We grew up in uh, Inglewood, right off this off of uh, 63rd and Racine, and grew up there for a minute. Tried to make you know better for ourselves. And I was a latchkey kid, watched a lot of TV and movies as a babysitter, and then just grew up realizing that I wanted to be in the film industry. Wow! So, do you have any siblings? <laughs> I have no siblings that I grew up with. Okay. But my father has made sure I've got plenty of them elsewhere. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so did you ever get to know these siblings, or? Uh, so here's the thing. I'm, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put all my business out there and tell you how, exactly how many siblings I'm, I supposedly have. Mm -hmm. But I definitely know um, my younger sister Nicole mm -hmm. and my younger sister Chazeray. Now both of them are on the East Coast in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. but yeah, I love them dearly, and they're oh. they're, they're younger than me. I don't think that's a, a unusual story. I mean, my father used to joke all the time. I mean, there were seven of us, but he used to always say, "There's more of you." There's yeah. more, and he he was he was laughing while he said it, but he was serious. Oh, so yeah. I don't think that that's an unusual uh, story for for people. <laughs> no, not it's it's not unusual anymore. So no. So how did that inform who you were not having any siblings? Because Sophia is an only child, and in a, although she's got a brother that she never knew, uh, she's just now getting to know. So how did it inform the choices that you ended up making as an yeah, adult? That's, a, that's an interesting situation because, you know, to be honest with you, it, it, it wasn't so much the having or not having of siblings mm -hmm. that kind of formed you. It's, you know, it's watching TV and letting TV be your parent, letting TV and the movies be your babysitter. And you do what you what you see on TV, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, my, 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 my brothers in Inglewood, you know, completely different. So I was always the different kid. I was always the kind of special one and, you know, saw things a little differently than everybody else. And I think having to deal with that and having to deal with the type of, of man that I want to grow up to be is what um, um, set me apart from everybody else. And then I had to just find my own way. So how did how did that happen? I mean, you didn't have a, a role model in your father. You know, how did you know that you wanted to be different? What made you make that decision? I think the bigger thing was um, you have your mom. My mother was 15 when, when she had me, but I had aunts and I had, you know, a grandmother. And the only male role model I had in my life was my grandfather, but that's one versus umpteen many women. Mm -hmm. And I think watching them and how they react to the type of men that they want and why can't men do this? Why can't men do that? And then you watch the men on TV, you know, um, that's how it, it kind of molded me and make me and made me come to a conclusion that this is how I want to be because this is what women want. This is what they would accept. And, uh, you know, you find some that do, you find some that don't, but that's what really helped mold me into trying to be something that I didn't have in my face every day, in my ear every day, telling me what to do, what not to do. 
that's what I, I think that that's a choice that a, you know everybody has their own journey but but that is an awfully uh, brave and wonderful choice that some people make it's like some people are like okay let's take this difficult situation and let it beat you down but you took it and you learned from it and you I've always said I can learn as much from someone showing me what not to do as I can from somebody showing That's me right. what to do. And so you were able to to become a wonderful person. I mean, I've known you some, you know, 20 some years and you've always been very kind, gracious, a good person. I know you're you've been married for quite a long time. Married, yeah, 20 plus years. 20 plus years and you have children and I'm sure you were an awesome daddy. So I'm proud I'm of proud you. Of me. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. So was one thing real quick. I think the thing for me is one thing that I had to realize and that I have to tell other people is that sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, but I'm saying sometimes not having someone in your life might be the best thing for you. Now, I don't know whether that's the case for, for me. So like I said, I, I met the man probably, you know, I, I yeah, two hands, but definitely not 10 times. Okay. And I think that there are a lot of things that, that have happened. I don't judge him. Okay. He's still my father. Mm -hmm. But I think maybe, maybe not having that role model in my life and me having to find a way to pick my own way. You know, I'm trying to follow God. I'm trying to follow, you know, the, my, 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 my forefathers, Fred Williamson, Jim Kelly, Jim Brown, and Bruce Lee. Mm. You know, growing up in the 70s, you want to take a little bit from the four of them and, and figure out who you want to be. So I can't say, you know, what's good or what's bad. I can only say that, you know, you, 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 you pick and choose what you want to do and who you want to be. And whether he was there or not, at least I didn't, um, I wasn't feeling like I was stuck. I had a chance to, to be the person that, you know, that I thought I should be, you know, and, and, and it, you know, so far, knock on wood, you know, it's worked out for me. So I know that you watched movies and television that kind of led you into that. So uh, did you go to school for this or? Um... Oh, man. So for the entertainment, I, uh, I started out as an actor back and um, uh, what was that? Oh, man. I was still in like grammar school and they kept casting me, you know, my, my first few roles were, you know, the, 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 the teenage gangbanger. Mm. I'm like, come on now, I'm like, I ain't trying to be a teenage gangbanger, I'm, I'm trying, you know, you got Denzel Washington on St. Elsewhere, why can't I, you know, be the young doctor or something like that. So I started uh, to write. After I started writing and taking classes for writing, I fell in love with it. Mm. And at that point, I started uh, all of my classes and schooling was on writing and then I did a lot of commercials and I was very very fortunate to work with a company no they're no longer in Chicago but they did a lot of commercials and every time they needed a black teenager they would call me up and I told them don't pay me anymore just mm. teach me how to film mm. teach me how to set all this stuff up and get and get it done and they still paid me but then they taught me and then I was able to take that and roll it over into writing to producing and then from producing independent films to, um, you know, how I got my start on my first film and moved out to L.A. That's amazing. So so you've been a filmmaker, but now you're doing bigger things. So <laughs> 
first first tell the audience about uh, various artists right tv and then what you're doing now so after going through i had some ups and downs in my career when i went out to la i had a, a deal with uh, this this major studio and right before you know i spent all my finishing funds for my film on lawyers trying to get all the paperwork done and by the time we got to the end of it the deal had fallen through this company was bought by another company they weren't going to do the deal anymore and i'm stuck in la on my uncle's couch with no money mm. and i end up in the mail room at this major studio and i had to start up literally from the mail room delivering mail to the same office that was supposed to have been mine wow the deal had gone through so four times a day i had to i had to deal with that with that little pain but i said fine i'm gonna start over i went from there into production into visual effects i uh, just pushed forward worked my way up and you know long story short you know 25 some odd years later 20 years later i had done a lot i'd worked for paramount and universal and 20th century fox and i, I ran the effects company there and I'd done a lot of things in my career, and I, I wanted to have somewhat of a normal life with my family. And I want to be a father to my son, not just you know somebody who wakes up and gets home late, wakes up early and goes to work. Mm-hmm. So I ended up uh, moving back to Chicago, looking for a nice steady gig, and ended up getting another big job. So long story short, I think I, uh, I took all of this information, all this knowledge, okay? And, and I said, I got to share it with somebody. You know, the most important thing on your tombstone is not going to be your resume. Mm-hmm. It's going to be beloved father, beloved son, you know, etc. So I said, I got to make sure I'm, I'm right by these people. So I want to make sure that I take this knowledge that I've learned what to do. And like just what, what you said earlier, what not to do. People can learn from my mistakes and um, share it into a film festival. Mm-hmm. So one thing I'm doing now is the various artists independent film festival i try to take everything that was normal and just flip it normally there's a two-year process to try to get films into the the film festival circuit any film older than two years is, is now considered ineligible mm. we drop that two years if you spent your time blood sweat tears trying to get the, your project done and just because two years is up you know now you can't submit it that's crazy mm. so we drop that we have submission seasons in the fall, winter, spring, and summer. All for short films. We have celebrities that will watch these four films. And you know, because you've been one of my celebrity judges for years now. Mm-hmm. Watch these films and we award people with these crystal awards. They have these celebrities announcing who they are and acknowledging their hard work that they've done. And now we have a production grant. So a lot of these people who had to struggle for years or had to stop and and be a parent be a son be a a wife be a daughter and they couldn't get their film done in two years now that they're back to it well now i'm meeting them where they left off and now they have this festival and they have a chance to get their work shown they get a chance to win a production grant get their their film seen by people like you and other you know professionals and they get a chance to to really do what uh what they were meant to do 
So you you have evolved. You've gone from this latchkey kid to this to this uh, actor to a big shot in the business to the daddy to now you've evolved to this fest. You have your own festival, and now what are you doing? What you've told me a little bit about it. What is your new thing that you've got? <laughs> the new thing that I have besides the festival is um, it's called VA Views. V-I-E-W-Z and this is going to be a YouTube 2.0 where I'm allowing people to post their content on this uh, on this website and I'm going to profit share with them so as I bring in different um, sponsors and different uh, marketing and if the if the spot plays before their, their their presentation I'm going to share profits with them and instead of YouTube, where you have to hit a certain number before you even you're even eligible mm -hmm. to, to 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 get any money back, I'm sharing with people on first click. And what that means is that as soon as you post, as soon as it's out there, you send people to the site. As soon as they watch that that marketing trailer or that that promo, end of the month, they're going to get paid. It might be a penny. Mm -hmm. It might be five dollars. It might be a hundred dollars. It depends on how many times, you know, that ad has played, that that, that, that that ad has shown, but people get an opportunity to have their investment pay off for them a heck of a lot sooner than other places. And it gets them the awareness and notoriety. And I hook up the, the filmmakers directly to the viewers via Patreon and via social media so they can gain their following. And it's, it's, it's an interesting process. I've done a beta test for a few years, and now I'm ready to launch this pretty soon. So this goes hand in hand with the film festival to really give back to people that are really struggling, who really couldn't do it before. Now I'm trying to give them every opportunity and excuse why, you know, they they have to do it now because the iron is hot and they gotta and they gotta make it happen now, and they can. Well, I am so proud of everything that you. Uh, have done but more than that I'm, I'm proud of the man that you are and um, I'm very excited to have you on the PPC radio show on March 31st to, to even be able to talk more about your journey and what you've got going on so we can support you because um, we believe we believe in you or I believe in you and thank you. <laughs> well thank you thank you very much thank you so much for joining me today on the PPC um podcast and i will see you next week next week <laughs> thank you evolution that's what it's all about Sometimes you learn from positive and joyful experiences and other times it's the difficulties that shape us. It's all an educational journey. The key is to keep moving. I'm learning that movement doesn't necessarily have to be something that we can see with the naked eye. But as long as I am planting those seeds and feeding and caring for the sprouts and the shoots, I am evolving. I can't see what's happening underground, but that is where the growth is. And I have to stick to it, and I have to be patient, 
and I don't want to ever pull on the shoots because that seed that I planted, all those many seeds that I planted will bloom and wonderful things will manifest. Well, that's it for another PPC podcast. For more from Omar McClinton, please join us on March 31st on the PPC Radio Show on www.thegrownfolksradio.com. I want to thank DJ Kid Disco for all his beats and production. And thank you so much to DJ Larry Legend, Shane Stokes, and Sakeen Beats for the new beats that they gave me. They are really hooking me up. Thank you so, so much. God bless you all. Keep on growing. Until next time, that's a wrap. Hi everyone, this is Cinda Williams coming to you with some exciting news. Every Wednesday, the grownfolksradio.com presents the PPC Radio Show. Every Wednesday from 2 to 4 Eastern, Shelly Show Williams and I are co-hosting this Heal Yourself platform. We are talking about improving the mind, body, and soul. DJ Joe Storm will be bringing us uplifting music. CJ Julianis is our financial therapist. We're going to have phenomenal guests and various therapists, life coaches, and spiritual leaders. And DJ Kid Disco is producing it all. All of this to help us on our paths to restoration. So please join us every Wednesday from 2 to 4 Eastern on the PPC Radio Show at www.thegrownfolksradio.com.